Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for Fan Mail Friday, where I'll be answering your questions and dropping some knowledge and inspiration. Just kidding. Feedback, anyway, to help you kick the weekend off right. If you're new to the Art of Charm podcast, this is not a great place to start. Most of our content is more in-depth and longer format, so check out the best of at theartofcharm.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. That's where we've got our fundamentals of body language, nonverbal communication, attraction, negotiation, networking, and everything else we teach here at The Art of Charm. All right, let's cut right to it. Bella says, my boyfriend is really good looking. We're the same age, but I'm not that pretty, honestly. Is our relationship doomed? I will say this, if your relationship is doomed, it won't be because of your appearance or not being pretty enough. It'll be because of your insecurity, namely your insecurity about how pretty you are or aren't. Appearance has actually very little to do with a successful relationship. We do know that men look at signs of youth and fertility for the initial attraction. But here's the thing, he already chose you. You said he's your boyfriend, so provided that that's true and he doesn't, he, would, he wouldn't be that guy who's like, what, uh, that's some girl in my class? If you are actually dating in real life, he wants to be with you. So your appearance isn't gonna be a factor in that as much anymore. Low self-esteem, however, which it sounds like we might be dealing with here, is often very, very toxic in any relationship. And insecurity plus low self-esteem can really undermine and erode the foundation of even a strong relationship. So you gotta get that under control. Bear this in mind, at the end of the day, he chose you, he wants to be with you if you're together. So chill out, you're in, and you need to get a grip on your self-esteem and on the idea that you're not pretty enough. Because at some point, if you keep thinking that about yourself, you're gonna be right. And then we'll have a different situation on our hands. John says, what should I pick? Staying with my new girlfriend or staying friends with my ex-girlfriend? The backstory is this. I broke up with my ex-girlfriend. It was basically, it seems like it was mildly amicable. Says I left her mostly because I got a job in a different place. She was really heartbroken, but ultimately we ended up breaking up. It was about two months ago. We thought we might date again if the situation makes sense. She's actually gonna come visit in the next few months for her own other reasons to visit other friends. Well, all right, we'll see about that. He says, since I got to my new city, I've been seeing a new girl who I met before. She's my girlfriend now, we're dating. I'm not completely sure about her, just like I wasn't sure about my ex. There are some traits I really still like in my ex. She's my best friend and I miss talking to her. We were together for over two years. I've actually been messaging my ex a little bit in the last while. We also talk on the phone. Nothing incriminating, just catching up mostly. I see a lot of excuses for this guy's behavior already. My girlfriend found out I told her my ex is really a good friend still, but she, wait a minute, this is the first time that you told your girlfriend about it? All right, I'm not liking this. But she asked me to record a call to my ex 
and tell her we cannot communicate with each other anymore and send it to her. She also asked me to block my ex on all social media and messaging platforms. I feel like she's being really possessive, but it did give her peace of mind. It's making me rethink all this. I still intend on communicating with my ex privately though. I told her the story afterwards. I don't know what it is I want. Holy crap, Jason, did you catch all this? Dude, this email has more red flags than China. There is nobody on either side of the border that is doing anything right. It's a mess and it's insane. This is a freaking mess. This guy, I want to go back in here because, okay, they broke up, it was amicable, whatever. They they broke up mostly because he was moving. So that's a problem because, well, at least that's what he says. Of course, there might be a little, I'm catching a shred of idealism here, you know, where you think the person you broke up with, you start to think like, well, the only thing was this, when chances are there was more, because if she was perfect, you would have figured it out, depending on your age and logistics. And then he says, I've been seeing a new girl, she's my girlfriend now, but I'm not sure about her. That's weird, how are you not sure about someone you're dating? You're not sure you wanna marry her, who cares? Or you're not sure you should date at all? I need more clarity on that one. But it sounds like you dated your ex for two years, like you said, you've been messaging her in the last while. That's weird, okay? Your new girlfriend has a lot of things she can be insecure about here, and rightfully so. If you're chatting with your ex and you're not totally being honest with your new girl, like you even said, my new girlfriend found out, that shouldn't be like a problem. If somebody, in my circle says that they've been chatting with someone else, that should not be a problem if there's really platonics going on here. And now, so I sort of understand that. On the other hand, she went way off the deep end. She goes way off the deep end, Jason, and says, record a phone call of me telling her that you can't, we can't talk anymore. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that is super possessive, super controlling, and very just low quality behavior. I would definitely rethink your relationship with this girl out of the gate just because, like I said before, way too many red flags going on here. And he is not blameless in this entire thing because he said that his current girlfriend, quote unquote, found out that he was talking to his ex. What is there to find out? You can have a conversation with anybody you like. If you say that she found out about something, that kind of implies that you were doing something wrong. And I think that there was probably a little more to the story than we're getting on our side of it. That's super possessive, super controlling, and doesn't make any sense to me. Frankly, I think we're not really looking at this from the right angle. You're not choosing between your ex and your new girlfriend. You're choosing whether you want to stay with somebody who is controlling, insecure, and really manipulative, but in in kind of a weird, overt way. Uh, And honestly, you can be friends with whoever you want. If you have anybody in your life who tells you you're not permitted to have somebody else as a friend, you gotta watch out. It's a huge red flag. This is an unhealthy relationship, or at least it's going in that direction. And anybody who says record a call to your friend telling her you'll never speak to her again, I mean, again, yes, it's your ex-girlfriend, but you said you're your friends, that's messed up. That is a very insecure person. They don't know how to handle their insecurity in any other way other than being controlling, which is just the worst way you can do it. So. I don't know if you're gonna go back to your ex as he sort of trails off in his email. It it doesn't matter. What you need to do is end your relationship with this new person and just move on from there. Don't worry about your ex. Worry about the situation you're in now and fix it. This one I love. This one uh, I had to run by Kim Seltzer, our, our female dating coach here at The Art of Charm. She says, my fiance, it's from a woman, she says, my fiance dumped me but keeps texting me. What does that mean? And I got the best answer back. He says, 
Kim says, what happens to the four gigabyte flash drive when you buy a 20 gigabyte? She, she probably doesn't know there's no 20 gigabyte flash drives. But what happens to the four gigabyte flash drive when you buy a 20 gigabyte flash drive? Do you throw it away? No. You put it in a drawer and you use it just in case. Need I explain more? So I would say here, uh, Jolie is her name. Don't be a four gigabyte flash drive when you can be a terabyte flash drive for somebody else. Jason, how bad did I butcher that analogy? Actually, I think that was pretty spot on. Okay, cool. Although there's no such thing as 20 gigabyte flash drives, right? Yep, you pretty much nailed that. Uh, flash drives are kind of sold on the same configuration as RAM in your computer, so they're sold on base 8. So, sorry, Kim, uh, no 20 gig. Okay, gotcha. Just checking. This is from Mitchell. He says, why do some women say they want a man who treats them right, but then when a man does so, they deny them? That's a weird way to phrase it. It makes me feel like you're really entitled to the opposite sex, which I think is freaking weird. Uh, and the answer is because there's more to it than that. And the analogy that I was given, which I think is amazing, let's say you like hamburgers. Somebody asks you what you like on your hamburger and you say, I like onions on my hamburger. All right, sounds good. But then that person gets you a burger and all it is is an onion slapped between two hamburger buns. And now you're sitting here wondering, where's the hamburger meat? The lettuce, the cheese, the pickles, the tomato, the ketchup and all other stuff. And then that person gets mad and says, but you told me you like onions on your hamburger, so I gave you onion now, and now you don't like the hamburger? So basically, yes, a woman may want a guy who treats her well and is nice to her, etc., but that doesn't mean that every guy who treats her well will be able to date her or be with her. If uh, My friend Lauren, who gave me this, says, if I dated every guy that treated me well, I'd have dated every guy who was ever nice to me, including my best friend. A woman will probably also want to feel compatible with that guy, She'll want to be attracted to him. She'll want him to make her laugh, be supportive, have a lot of compatibility in other areas. Lots of guys will treat a woman well. It doesn't mean that it should be rare. It shouldn't be special to find somebody that treats you well. To be a good catch, to be a good match, to be a good boyfriend, it takes a lot more than just meeting this like weird, arbitrary, bare minimum requirement of, but I'm really nice. So would you rather have onions slapped between hamburger buns or would you rather have a burger? And women operate along the same pattern. You know, they want a guy that treats them well, but that's not all that they want. They want the full burger, not the onion. Don't be the onion, man. I, I wanna leave you guys and girls with this really, I thought, pretty cool, inspiring story about uh, an Olympic athlete. This is from Quora, by the way. In 2008 in Beijing, Samia Yusuf Omar represented Somalia in the women's 200-meter sprint. This is an event in which athletes tend to typically be like really jacked, explosive power. Ms. Omar stood out with her slender build. She's really thin. In an event in which athletes tend to wear form-hugging, aerodynamic, spandexy, streamlined bodysuits and such, Ms. Omar stood out in her attire, knee-length spandex shorts and a t-shirt. Ms. Umar competed in a preliminary heat against competitors, including Veronica Campbell-Brown, the Jamaican who would subsequently take the gold in the event. As the starting pistol went off, her competitors seemed to explode out of the gates, quickly leaving her behind. Indeed, about 10 seconds after everyone else had finished a lifetime in sprint events, the crowd noticed Ms. Umar running her heart out as she reached the final straightaway, erupting with a huge cheer of encouragement and a standing ovation as Ms. Umar completed her one and only run at the Olympics. In one of the only interviews she gave after the games, Ms. Omar said, I have my pride. This is the highest thing any athlete can hope for. It has been a very happy experience for me. I'm proud to bring the Somali flag to fly with all of these countries and to stand with the best athletes in the world. Left unsaid was what an accomplishment Sammy had achieved simply in making it to the games. Al Jazeera reports, 
Before the Olympics, Samia had primarily practiced at Mogadishu's Kony Stadium. It was little more than a bombed-out shell whose so-called track was full of potholes, but served as the best option for Samia and her fellow teammates. Several times a week, they would attempt to meet with volunteer coaches here to improve times and form. Harassment from rotating militia groups or pockets of violence in one neighborhood would often prevent Samia from either attending practice or returning home after practice. Meanwhile, Samia, who dropped out of school in the eighth grade after the death of her father, was caring for her five younger siblings so that her mother could earn a small income as a produce vendor. Yahoo Sports reported, when Samia cannot make it to the stadium, she runs in the streets where she runs into roadblocks of burning tires and garbage set out by insurgents. She's often bullied and threatened by militia or locals who believe that Muslim women should not take part in sports. In hopes of lessening the abuse, she runs in the oppressive heat wearing long sleeves, sweatpants, and a headscarf. Even then, she is told her place should be in the home, not participating in sports. While Ms. Omar's competitors had strictly regimented dietary regimens, meals carefully planned to the last gram in time to optimize recovery, perhaps with any number of supplements, Ms. Omar's dietary regimen was somewhat simpler. She says, we eat whatever we can get. On the best days, that means getting protein from a small portion of fish, camel, or goat meat, and carbohydrates from bananas or citrus fruits growing in local trees. On the worst days, and there are long stretches of those, it means surviving on water and something called anjera, a flatbread made from a mixture of wheat and barley. Ms. Omar further expressed a sense of wonderment at being able to travel to a far-off land and to see the teeming modern metropolis that was Beijing. Asked how she would describe Beijing, her eyes get big and she snickers from under her blue and white Olympic baseball cap. The stadiums, I never thought something like this existed in the world, she said. The buildings in the city, it was all very surprising. It will probably take days to finish the stories we have to tell. She wasn't finished yet. She had dreams, she had ambitions, and she had plans. Several days later, Samia waved off her Olympic moment as being inspirational. While she was still filled with joy over her chance to compete, and though she knew she had done all she could, part of her seemed embarrassed that the crowd had risen to its feet to help push her across the finish line. I was happy people were cheering and encouraging me, but I would have liked to be cheered because I won, not because I needed encouragement. It is something I will work on. I will try my best not to be the last person next time. It was very nice for people to give me that encouragement, but I would prefer the winning cheer. Indeed, Ms. Omar had every intention of representing her country and competing in the 2012 Olympic Games in London and of improving her performance. She never got the chance. As conditions worsened in Somalia after the Games, she sought out training in Ethiopia and in Libya. The scant data we have indicates she was improving her time significantly in regional meets, even though her run in Beijing had been a personal best. Then, as the situation deteriorated in Libya, she was one of hundreds of Africans who boarded a small ferry in April 2012 headed to Italy. Ms. Omar hoped to find a coach there, perhaps even a sponsorship that she could use to help out her family financially. Remember, she's got like five siblings and a mom back in Somalia. The ferry sank. Ms. Omar was one of those who drowned. As the LA Times reports, there are conflicting reports about what happened to the boat's engine. Igale said the engine failed, while other reports say the boat ran out of gasoline. An Italian vessel came to the rescue and ropes were thrown to the people in the stricken boat, but seven drowned while trying to make it from one boat to the other. Omar was among those who did not make it. Ms. Omar holds no Olympic records, she won no medals, but she was an Olympian in the noblest sense of the word. We know that we are different from the other athletes, Samia said in Beijing. We understand we are not anywhere near the level of the other competitors here. We understand that very, very well. But more than anything else, we would like to show the dignity of ourselves and our country. And she did, magnificently so.
So I love this story, and I want everybody to remember Ms. Omar. Next time you're complaining to yourself or to somebody else about your lack of opportunity, not having the right stuff, the right education, the right opportunities, or even the right luck, think of Ms. Omar who crossed war zones by land and sea just so she could get another chance to show the world that she could run. I hope you- Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. You all enjoyed that. Don't forget you can reach me, Jordan, at theartofcharm.com. I read everything. I'd love to hear from you. More on The Art of Charm at theartofcharm.com. Now have a great weekend. Get out there and connect and leave everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and everything for the extraordinary man at theartofcharmpodcast.com. dot